welcome to Multidimensional Mom, the podcast. I'm Stephanie Davenport. And I'm Sarah Malloy. And if you're lost in the midst of momming or just the wild chaos of everyday life, we're here to help. Anything from momming to the mystical, we've got you covered. Come along as my real-life bestie and I explore all the different things about mom life, midlife, and the great beyond as we celebrate the elements that make us unique as moms and as women. Because you're multidimensional and we are too. We're going to discover our magic and help you embrace your own. Hi. Hello. Hello. Greetings. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. I'm man oh man. I just hit this thing. You said, how you doing? I'm doing okay. And I literally just stopped because I feel like it's been everything and nothing has happened since we last talked, like all at the same time. So I just went to this (sighs) place of like, but what do I say now about what's happening? Everything and nothing. Everything and nothing. It's a great podcast name. It is everything and nothing. To give you just a quick, very quick, in the span of... Four days. The baby has picked up her crawling skills way more. Like, literally, I can set her down in one place and I turn and then I go back and she's gone. She's not there anymore. Like, where she got it? She's like, This is how I move. Uh This is how I move. Exactly. Very quickly. And she, if I'm not watching her, she will climb the stairs. Oh, which is great. And so (laughs) I, I mean, I'm like right on her. She, so she now pulls herself up to stand, which is hilarious. And on father's day, let's see, in addition to all that, we've got lots of vocalizations suddenly happening. She does the thing right now where she whispers the bap, bap, bap to her stuff, <laughs> like just listening to herself babble. Yeah. And on father's day, we got both on command, a mama and a dada, which one was first. It's very important. Mama yes, was right. first. Did yes, not right. I think that's rare for that to happen. And the fact that I know I had one of each. Um, I you. hear Dada is easier yes. for them to say. Yes. But Kellen was a mama and he is still a oh, mama. See, look at that. Although oh. we were filling out the Father's Day, uh, you know how you ask them the questions? The mm-hmm. cute, like, yes. my dad is this many years old. Sure. And the prompt was, I love my Dada more than, and he goes, you. I was like, come oh. again. What did you say? And what you say in that instance is simply try again. You want to eat tomorrow? Try again <laughs> or ever. <laughs> anyway, how about you? Oh, God. Well, today was a, it's the hot, one of the hottest days we've had yet. It was like 98 degrees today. Right. So scorching hot that after swim lessons, I was already exhausted. And I was like, Ugh. you guys, you're not going outside today. It's no, dangerously it's hot. Dangerous. It's draining. I get sunsick, which is a weird thing, but I get like a little bit sunburn and I'm out for the day. Yeah. And so we were at swim lessons this morning. Then JR, of course, lost his goggles the day before at the Ugh. pool so, and no Walgreens has any goggles. No, nobody has. And so I was like, let's go to Meyer, which was a terrible idea because there's just crowds of people and it's so hot. And then I lost my earbud. Yeah. Probably in the parking lot. Cause oh. I remember having it. So I had to, after I got them home, re go to Meyer in the heat oh. and be looking around the parking lot 
under cars for this. Never found it. No, no, of course Scott not. just ordered me a replacement one, but it's just so annoying because I had it all, but I was juggling everything and the kids are, I want this, I want this. And you're at the checkout and I'm putting things in my pockets and I think it just fell out. And then to have to go back. Right. I mean, I hate my ear anyway. <laughs> then to I, go back and search for a pink earbud. Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. So it was just one of those days. Yes. And it's, and it always happens on a day that's massively inconvenient. You know, why not be, I think my car at one point today, same thing, we were out and it, I came back in, we came back in from a, a store run and it read 108 yes. on my dashboard. <laughs> like no joke. It was 108 degrees. My car was reading. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's dumb. So, and then of course, yeah, same thing. Elliot was like, can I go ride my bike? I'm like, I don't even want you like breathing outside. I don't know. No, it's not safe right now. Get in here. So still feeling drained, but that's from the weather or is it from empathy? (gasps) You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. The segue. Oh, you're so good. Oh my God. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I mean, can you please bring it up a notch, Sarah. I'm doing all of the heavy lifting. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Hey, I do want to make a a quick note that we have a new review and it made me so happy because these are like the only things that fill our bucket as podcasters hearing (laughs) that people actually hear us and like us. Sure. So shall I read it? Please do. Okay. New review. I paid no one to write this relatable and fun. We're fun. We are fun. (laughs) Love Stephanie and Sarah's conversations and the fact that they sometimes step out of the box and give us all the woo. Y'all are my new favorite. That's right. We will bring that woo. We will bring it every day. We sure will. We will. I try every day. I try just a little bit. So on our last episode, episode 13, we talked about what an empath is and how to know if you are one. We learned that sliding scale. And that you can be a partial empath or a a full-blown one like Sarah demonstrates. (laughs) We talked about how empathic means that you take on other people's emotions as your own. And science backs that one up with actual studies, MRIs of the brain, and the existence of mirror neurons that make us mirror the emotions and movements of people we come in contact with. So it's not all woo. We were like very scientific about it. We were. It's important to have a healthy balance. Yeah, I think. But what we didn't get into and it's going to be my favorite part is what to do when you've determined, yes, you have empathic tendencies, but how are you going to preserve your peace, protect your energy when you're an empath. So this episode mm-hmm. is wholly devoted to those ideas. What do you do with it? Right. So you found a really good article from verywellmind.com. They've got a lot of really good articles. Yeah, they I really do. Myself, they're really nice. Um, so check, just go down the rabbit hole there one of these days. It's a good website, verywellmind.com. And there's a, there's an article by Leah Campbell. It has been medically reviewed by a Dr. Stephen Gans. What is an empath and how do you know if you are one? And again, we've covered what an empath is. We've taken our assessments, some pros to being an empath. And I personally have found these all to be true. Some of the pros are that you can provide emotional support for others. 
you know, when someone is in need of help, especially, you know, the people that, you know, what's going on? Are you doing okay? I'm fine. We can read past the I'm fine bullshit and usually get right at the core based on an inflection of your voice based on there's so much. So yes, we know, we know when you're in need of help and you can tell if someone will be good for you can tell if somebody will, will be a good fit with you. Some cons though, to being an empath, you might often feel emotionally drained. You might find that it's hard to find time for yourself and your ability to read others could feel invasive. The I'm fine. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm fine. No, but you're not. Man, that pisses some people off, but we're right. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, you have to find ways to protect yourself. As Stephanie said before, you have to find ways to protect your energy and preserve your peace when you are an empath. A lot of what it takes is time. Yeah. So finding time for yourself, and I know that can be hard sometimes as we've, we've mentioned, but finding time for yourself is, is really, really important as an empath. I crave my alone time so much. And that was something that, I know Steve, especially after we were first married, he had a really, really hard time with that. You know, I would want to go and read a book for three days, just get lost in my book and not do anything else because it's so, it's so vital just to my mental and emotional state. But so the article brings things up in terms of finding time for yourself. That could mean, that could mean finding time to get away by yourself in nature where you aren't being bombarded by anyone else's feelings or stress or other stimuli or other stimuli noise. Yeah. Because we learned that like sensory overload happens to empaths. So nature is just like a better place to go sit and where you don't have another human talking at you. It could mean finding music or it could mean finding like a meditation routine that can help you reset and reestablish your center. Empaths should also work on knowing when and how to build up your personal walls so that you aren't always so easily absorbing the emotions of everyone around you. It's not easy. Creating boundaries does not always come naturally to empaths who are so driven to help because we know that you need your, we know, we know you need our assistance. It's not easy for us to set those boundaries, but establishing those healthy boundaries is absolutely necessary for everyone's mental health and well-being, but particularly for empaths. Something that empaths have to do, you guys, I can't stress this enough. You have to be selective about who you spend time with. There are likely certain people that you are just better off distancing yourself from. Because of the fact that empaths can soak up the feelings of others, spending too much time around toxic personalities can feel like poisoning yourself from the inside out. And it's true. There are some people that you just cannot help and some people you are better off staying away from. And that is okay. Recognize that, honor your boundaries. And that's one of the best things that you can do. One of the best ways that you can preserve your own mental health and wellness. I just think as an empath, you're like more, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're more attuned to energy. Like we learned that. Yes. And so when energies don't match, it bothers you more. Yes. And the more things I've been looking up about it or try like posting on our stories and stuff, 
I saw that empaths are super bothered by inauthenticity. No, and that has always God. been like my biggest trigger. I mean, to the point that I don't even like watching fake TV. Like I only like the real stuff. Right. And I think that some people just aren't bothered by it. Right. And some people are super triggered by it. And I am super triggered by it. And there have been times that like a certain person, I'm like, God, they just bother me. And Scott's like, really? I don't. They don't bother yeah. me. And I'm like, no, they super bother like, me. You don't understand. Yeah. Yes. I know. I get that way. There, I mean, there, there, there was someone in my life, my God, there was the inauthenticity about it. And combine that with the personality of like just a steam train. So you're coming at me hard yeah. and fast, and you're fake as hell. Yeah. No <laughs> and appreciation for like, yeah. The no boundary or the no none whatsoever and it's all about me and it's all about uh-huh. this 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 and it's like oh my god and literally I would just sit in in my head this person would open their mouth and I just want to scream you know what I mean yeah. it's like and there, there are certain people too like you can't get away from them there are certain environments that they're just going to be and you can't you can't always escape that but the, oh that's hard yeah that's really hard so finally one of the other things if if you know, all of the above doesn't work. And even, you know, hell, even if it does, I'm a big believer in seeking the help of a professional. That's never a bad idea. So if you do find yourself feeling constantly overwhelmed or drained by the emotions that you are experiencing when you walk outside your front door, then you might need some help developing these tools. Yeah. So those are the ideas of a professional. And now mm-hmm. our professional ideas. <laughs> We say professional loosely, guys, the big air quotes there. We just podcasting ideas. We've become professional empaths, though. I mean, you know, we are empaths. Yes. We know this and now. Keep sharing your scores. I love to hear yes. our community and what their scores are. It like attracts like. I do want to say that I have learned that through many instances. And the people that are listening to our show most self-defined as empaths. Yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. No, so that's, it's cool. Um, Okay, so the first one, we have to talk a little bit about boundaries. Yeah. Now, there there are entire podcasts about this, entire episodes about this. I mean, it's a topic, kind of a hot topic in therapy right now. I was going to say, it's it's almost become a buzzword. Yeah. It's like a, which bothers me because it's it's a very real thing. Right. And you hear it and I kind of want to roll my eyes when I hear it, but here's what I picture. I'm a very visual person. When you think about like emotional boundaries, I think of like marking a field to play like soccer. Mm -hmm. So outside that field is not up for debate. You don't get to go outside. Like this is where we play nicely. Someone can, they can come into that field. They can't, they don't get to just make it bigger because they want to. They don't get to like change the field. You have to hold the line of the boundary. Yes. You have to make sure that line doesn't disappear because other people can't do that for you. And if the line is unclear, it will easily be crossed. Yes. Yes. And this is an important thing to remember about boundaries too, is that you can't take responsibility for someone else's reaction to your boundary. You cannot. If they're offended by it, don't take it back. No, no. It's not your responsibility to make it okay for them. No. Or you need to allow them, they might have a boundary in response to your boundary. Right. Okay, well, if you're going to be like that, then I, I, I have to do things this way. Okay, fine. 
you know, like you can't control somebody else's response to your boundary. Right. And I think what people do is they shy away from making boundaries. I don't, but some people do. Um, (laughs) What? Yeah. Once you've set one, that's no. Well, I think that a lot of people tend to invalidate their own emotions and they just talk themselves into something else. Well, because it's, it's a lot easier to do that than rock the boat. Right. Right. So they're like, well, maybe it's not that big of a deal or I'll just give them another chance or people pleasing has become like this go-to survival tactic for them. So they just are so used to giving in. Yep. And number two, they're afraid of the discomfort that comes from setting the boundary. So they avoid it altogether. Yep. But you know what? Once you've set that boundary, yeah, it's hard. I, I mean, I had family I had to set a boundary with. And everyone does. Yeah. Everybody does. And some more extreme than others. But once you've set it, it's like, oh, wait, I can, I am allowed to say no yeah. to this person. Or I don't have to go to this gathering. Or you can you can recall the past boundary. Oh, no, remember, we don't this, that. Nope. This is what right? we do now. You this already is, said it. You have right. to uphold it, though. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have to. Because the second you slip, then, well, none of your other boundaries matter either. Right. Right? It's real easy to get walked on. Sarah, did you know that MDM, the store, is up and running? I did. I've been shopping all day. Come check us out for your mom swag. Tanks, tees, canvas bags, mugs, long sleeve shirts, and accessory pouches in three mystical designs. Visit mdmthestore.com. All purchases help support the podcast. Do it! And if someone gets real mad or so personally offended by a boundary that you've set, it's because they were benefiting from you not having them. Yeah. Somehow. 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 Yep. And it's not up to you to even know why, but you just need to know that your mental health deserves better. You know, not everything has to be a boundary. You don't have to just say no to everything all the time. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing your priorities, what's important to you, protecting the time that you need to do those priorities Mm -hmm. and then saying no or yes based on that. And the podcasts I've heard on the topic say boundary setting is just saying like, here is where we can play safely. Like the soccer field. Exactly. It's like, just don't go outside the field is all. It's like, we can totally communicate here. Right. But like, don't try to push off and make the field bigger. Right. I mean, it could even be something as simple, like like you said, a boundary doesn't have to be a, a no to everything in the world. A boundary could be something as simple as sure, let's go to this party together, but I need us to drive separately because I might sure. hit a wall. I, I I could very well hit a wall by 10 o'clock and I got to leave, you know? Yeah. Could be something as easy as that. I mean, just saying no, that's a boundary. That's a yeah. boundary. And that's, that's fine. You're allowed to do that. I want to say that two very good podcasts on the topic, if you want to hear more about boundaries or hear somebody who knows what they're talking about, talk about how to set them and enforce them. The Bold Faced Truth podcast with Amy Green Smith. I just listened to episode 447. And then today, when we're recording this, dropped 448 Boundary Deep Dive parts one and two. Nice. She's really good. You have to just listen. 
promise me you'll listen to the opening of her podcast because it's hilarious. All right. Yeah. You just have to just press and listen to the first 30 seconds of the opening. I've never heard a funnier opening to a podcast. (laughs) Okay. And then um, Good Inside with Dr. Becky. I've talked about her before. This is more of the parenting. Mm -hmm. She talks about, you know, obvious situations with kids. People call in with kid issues. Episode 61 was Setting Boundaries with Nedra Tawab, who is considered the boundary queen. She's the expert that Jen Swenson, yes, Yes. uh, talked about when we had her. uh, Sorry, Jen Swenson of uh, Half Moon Counseling. Yes, Half Moon Counseling. Okay, so boundaries. Important stuff. We covered it. Yep, there's a lot more to it. If you want to dive in, there you go. We need to move to the woo. Let's move to the woo. Let's talk about crystals. Okay. (laughs) I like crystals. Okay, I did this this past weekend. New Kids on the Block were in town. Mm-hmm. And it's a very stressful weekend for me when New Kids on the Block are in town. One, I took Jared to his first concert. It's very exciting. How did he do? Uh, he loved it, was obsessed with them, is singing their songs, and wants to be Donnie Wahlberg for Halloween. So my job here is done. Oh, I did it. Yay. I created a baby blackhead, and we're good. Awesome. But then... My sister and I went the next day to Wahlburgers because they were doing a walk of fame thing there. And it was so many people and so crowded and so hot. And people had been there for, I was there for probably four or five hours. Oh no. I wore all my crystals, (laughs) like literally, because here's how I get in crowds. Like somebody says something and I, I feel like I have to respond to it. Right. I have to sit there and remind myself. Not my circus, not, not my monkeys. monkeys. Like I don't have to participate. I don't have to offer a solution. I don't. And still, I found myself. There were people, a couple of people, like uh, almost passing out because they had been there in the sun for so many hours, oh, and there was no water, there was nothing. And so, the, a couple of times, I like grabbed my sister, who is a nurse, and I'm like, Sarah, can you help this person? But it's hard because you're just so close to everyone and everyone's energy. And I was just done for like two days after that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Oh my god. But there are crystals, specific ones that you can use that will help to protect your energy. There are ones that will sort of bounce off negative energy. And I like to try out different crystals, like wearing these crystals Mm -hmm. and see how I feel around people. Sure. And I can kind of get my own mix going of crystals I like. So here's a few of them that are really good at protection. Do you have your own list or do you want yeah, me yeah, to? Yeah. Okay. No, tell me, tell me, tell me. So I like a smoky quartz. Okay. Any quartz is just good, sweet stone, but a smoky quartz will clear negativity and stabilize emotions. So it just kind of keeps you grounded. Okay. Hematite. It's like that yes. super dark gray. Absorbs. I'm wearing some today, as a matter of fact. Well, there you go. Yep. It absorbs negative energy. It's supposed to harmonize the mind, body, and spirit, and also boost self-confidence. Amethyst relieves stress, encourages inner strength and intuition, also known to purify the aura. Oh. Obsidian. Now, I feel like this is a hard hitter. It blocks yeah. negative energy. It's like a block. It's like a wall. A lot of it is dark obsidian. I even have um, a bracelet of snowflake obsidian, which is, yes, white, but still does that blocking effect. Love it. Okay. Black tourmaline. Okay. Yes. That's like a shielding stone. Dissolves worry, grounds you, shields you from energies. 
Um, I know a lot of psychics who wear tourmaline. Okay. Do you, what do you have that I didn't say? Do you know what? Actually, well, hematite's a big one for me. Yeah, I do. I've, I've got that. Actually, there's, oh my God, of course, now I can't think of the name of it. I'll have to come up with it later. But so I've, pre-COVID, I would go to the Bristol Renaissance Fair in Kenosha, Wisconsin every year. And there's this, there's fabulous jewelers all through there. They make their own jewelry and whatever, but there's, there's a stainless, there's a place that does silver and they, they specialize in silver and then they, and they do all the stones and everything too. So you can add whatever stones to their designs and hematite is one for whatever reason, I get a lot of hematite with their stuff. I don't know why I'm always drawn to the hematite Uh in their shop. And I don't know if it's just because, because of all the personalities that are at this place, it is such a, you know, it's such a broad mix of, of people, such a spectrum, you know? Sure. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, hematite's a big one. I really like moonstone and I don't know if that's necessarily a protection thing, but it's, there's something about it. It's good for mothers. It's good for mothering. I don't know what that is about it. That's what I know about it. As far as crystals go again, I, I don't know what, if it's got any kind of good protection power, but that's the other one that I'm drawn to quite a bit. Moonstone. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but no, the, the hematite's a big one. Um, and tourmaline, I do, I think I've got some tourmaline. Is it also blue? I think it's is black. Blue- is it but just maybe there's like, a blue form? I don't know of it. The one I have is black. The ones you got. Okay. And I could be thinking of something else, but yeah, no, this is a good list. This is a solid list. I like that. And now I have to go find them all. Yeah. Go like- play at a crystal shop or new moon beginnings has bracelets, protection bracelets with different mixes yeah. in them. Um, and you can kind of see what works for you and wearing those, you'll find one that you like. I just, and you know what, if some don't gel with me, I actually just give them to people who I think could use them. There you go. I gave Ian a lapis lazuli. Oh yes, sure. And he like loves that stone now. And it's like inner truth and wisdom and a little bit of protection, which it just, I don't know why it just felt odd on me. I felt odd wearing it. Huh? I don't know why. And I don't, I felt totally different wearing a different type. So I just passed it on. There you go. Yeah. And see, that's, what's beautiful about this kind of thing. It's like, you know, you, well, and especially you, you have a good sense of this stuff. You've got smelled funny to me. I didn't want to keep it on. (laughs) That's the sign right there. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's move on to paying attention to signs like physical signs. Here's an idea. Pay attention to what your body says. Paying attention to what your body says is so crucial. I, I, let me just tell you, there are, again, going back to just certain family gatherings or certain, certain gatherings with, again, mixed company or whatever, even in college, you know, going to certain dorms or going to certain parties where you knew there were going to be certain people there. Just groups. Just the vibe in general and the vibe. And there are, you know, there would be certain events that I would go to and I could just feel my, my like heart in my chest, like my throat just clenching Mm -hmm. before I even got there. You know what I mean? So it's like just knowing that some of these individuals were going to be here and knowing that I would have to find a way to either protect myself or draw that hard boundary of, you know what, I will give myself two hours and then check in and see how I'm doing. And we'll take it from there. 
yeah. that's a boundary too. You know, just things like that. Just, and, and constantly consistently checking in with yourself. Cause yeah, if you're, if your throat's closing up at the idea of seeing somebody that's probably, you know, if you have like stomach and knots, digestive uh, issues mm-hmm. in certain scenarios or after certain scenarios, you immediately get a headache, physical fatigue. These are like physical signs from your body that something's up, something's wrong. Yep. It's bad yep. vibes. Yeah. So those things, you know, you know, when you feel them, and you it do. sucks. It sucks. It does. And it's just pay attention to it and be good to yourself. Be good to yourself make sure that you avoid overscheduling yourself. That's a good one. Yep. I, I gotta tell you, I find myself, the older I get, I saw it in a meme one time, there was a meme and it was the, it was so funny. It literally made me laugh out loud. And I think I sent it to like five people, but it was something like the older I get, the more that I realize that like, I, what is it? I can do, or I can do one thing in the morning or I can do one thing in the evening, but under no circumstances can I do a thing in the morning and a thing in the evening. Like, no, (laughs) I cannot. I feel like that about weekends. Like if we have sports going on, that's it for that day. Yep. And like one event per weekend is usually enough when it gets to something every day of the weekend, forget it. I can't do something every day of the week. No, no. Because there's no catch up time. And then you go into the week with so much stress, your house is a mess, things aren't ready. It just, it's a lot. It is a lot. And a lot of people I know live by their like work calendars, their outlook calendars and stuff. And just because they have an opening or if you have an opening, it doesn't mean that's like got to be scheduled. Oh, I have it free. No. I mean, sometimes you have to force yourself to plan for rest. Yes. Don't overcommit your nights and weekends because your brain needs rest. And just because you don't have something to do that day doesn't mean you have to do something. Right. Right. And I, I think I struggled with that a lot. I, I, I'm teaching myself, you know, I'm getting better at it and, and just really forgiving yourself. If, you know, you just need to sit down and like watch a movie. That's okay. It's really okay to allow yourself to just sit and do that. Yeah. I was actually listening to another mom podcast and I don't remember which one it was because I listened to too many, <laughs> but, and they, one was saying, it made me feel so normal because one of them was saying, I need like two hours, at least at the end of the night. And the other mom was like, I need like three. I'm noticing in summer, my kids are going to bed later because it's lighter out. There's more sure. to do. They're all amped up. Right. Right. And then I don't have time at the end of the night. I am almost, it feels like I'm going to bed right after them. And I'm sitting there like, but I want to watch, I'm not watching any of my shows. <laughs> I'm not catching up on my clients. I'm not, I don't have time to do this right. stuff. It's because they're requiring like our schedules are later. They're requiring more of my time. They're here full time They're You know, it's just a lot. But you're used to that. Yeah. You're used to the idea of having your own time to decompress there in the evening. But that is unfortunately also coinciding with a summer schedule for children. Yeah. for busy children, you know? And I, yeah, I get that too. It's, it's a, it's a tough thing. And so, and even if they go to bed, at least in, in Elliot's case, so he's, he's doing day camps right now. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, he's usually out the door. I mean, Steve's usually got him to camp by eight in the morning, but even if he's going to bed at a somewhat reasonable hour, 
because he's got to get there so early, I'm getting my, I'm devoting my evening to like, okay, I got to make sure that his laundry is done. I got to make sure that his lunch is made. I need to make sure, oh, did I pack an extra snack for this day? Cause we got to go and run and do this. And then, you know, I'm like taking care of all of his stuff for the next day. And it's the same thing. And then before I know it, it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm wiped and I've done nothing for myself. Mm -hmm. Really, really all too common. Yeah. And just when you are an empath, let's bring it back to that. Then, so you're in the flux of that. You have drained energy just from your regular family, day-to-day household priorities and duties. And then you jump into everyone else's energy, you know, in social situations or, you know, you don't have anything left. Right. So it's hard. You just don't. I mean, it would be hard for anybody, but as you said, with an empath, it's, it, it makes it all the more interesting too, because, well, here's the other thing, at least for me, yes, Elliot's at camp, but then the second he comes home, he wants to go and play with his friends and everything else, which is fine. And I adore that. And they just bounce back and forth between houses too. But if they find themselves in my house, you're responsible fine, for everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then I have to be, I have to be on and I have to be, you know, available to be the mom to suddenly right. a house of four kids. And you don't you want know. anything to happen. We're right. just starting that where GR starting to have friends over. And I know moms who've been in it for years and this sounds crazy that we're just starting it, but you know, he's seven. So his friends right. aren't like coming over on their own, but now they're starting to. Right. And I have found, I have to like make rules about, I feel like my mother, I'm like, you guys don't need to go upstairs. Right. Because I can't keep the whole house clean all the time. There's just stuff upstairs. There's my recording equipment. There's, you know, I don't need you in my office. Right. Also, we have cats who have attitudes. If they want to escape you, they're going upstairs. You don't need to, you know, corner a cat. It's just like you need some. You need to set a boundary. Play Play in the basement or you can play here in the family room or you can play outside. But like, you don't need to be all over my house. All over the house. Exactly. No. And I, I've started doing that too. Either come in the basement and watch a movie, like, cause that's available. You know, if you guys want to come in and do that, or you can play a video game in the living room, but if you're, if it's a nice day, just go outside. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you do. just be safe, but you know, ride bikes on the sidewalks in front or play in my backyard or whatever. That's fine. The in and out and in and out and in and out drives me crazy too. In and out. I have like a real anxiety with, because of escaping animals. Well, like, do not yeah, go in every time the door opens. I'm like, who was it? Shut the door. <laughs> it's too I much. Know, I know that that's a lot for me too, but it's, but it is, it's a, and it's the animals, but it's also the overstimulation. Yeah. Cause it's like, for me, I'm like, I can't, what, what now? What? what? Cause I can't even, I can't even finish the thought of the task that I got interrupted the first yeah. time and back to it. And then they're bit, can't do it. So we have just two more that we thought of, and then we're going to go into something I found online that I love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this I got from JR school. Does Elliot school do anything about like be a bucket filler? I haven't heard this before. No. Okay. So this is the language of his, and I thought it was the cutest and I'm sure you've heard different ways of talking about it, different analogies, but this one is like fill someone's bucket adding to the positive energy or giving someone a compliment or, you know, like doing things to help out other people. So I, for an empath, I'm going to kind of swap it around on you and say, be with the bucket fillers. You know, when someone, 
empties your bucket and you know when someone fills your bucket, just being with them. I, a lot of people call them energy vampires. I think that makes it a little bit dramatic, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, you do know the people who you feel good being around because they're adding to things they want to help or their, their personalities are just positive or you feel better being with them. And you know, the people that you feel drained by who always have a complaint or a problem or are critical of something you do. And you know, there's just, there's or a vibe. just have nothing nice to say. Yeah. There's just a vibe. Yes. yes. I love that. That what nice language is that Be- yeah. the bucket filling? I like it. And it's so really easy cool. for a kid to understand. So easy. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, how that that's really nice. That filled my bucket. I like that. I'll fill your bucket every day. Uh, Oh, (laughs) well then that's a whole other kind of bucket. (laughs) Sorry. I don't have your wine. Go on then. Talk about this next one. Yeah. What is this last one here? Okay. So this one I have to do a lot. Ask yourself why and try to talk through it. So when you are feeling really emotionally pulled by the energy of a group, a conversation, a relationship, Mm -hmm. you need to sort of figure out the source. Why am I feeling this way? Is it, I've had too much of too many people. I need my own time. I haven't taken time for myself or my energy is just sort of out. Is it empathy overload? Is it anxiety, which is sometimes Mm -hmm. related, but a different beast. Yes. Are you just stressed out? Are you tired? You know, kind of, I have to question, like, is this a feeling or is it reality? When's the last time I had a snack? (laughs) (laughs) You know, thoughts are not reality. And sometimes I have thoughts that aren't based in reality. (laughs) And I think everyone does. And you sort of have to question Like, why am I feeling this way? I mean, after a super busy weekend of concerts and crowds, I knew I didn't want to answer texts or talk to anyone for like two days. I couldn't do it. It was just, I needed to like decompress and just sort of up my energy again. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think that it's when you, when you keep the why in mind, it helps keep you present and it helps kind of ground you in some ways. Yeah. But asking yourself why I think just helps give you perspective. Oh God, there's a really good, there's another, I keep going back to the memes, but it's like, if, <laughs> if you know I, why you are, it's because when you're breastfeeding, you can scroll like through no phones. That's exactly other. what it, yeah. It's just scrolling through. Yes, Facebook or I love that through. time. <laughs> yep. And she's just dozing on me and well, not tonight mm. she wasn't, but yeah, just dozing while I'm flipping through stuff. But it was like, if you hate everybody, chances are you need to eat. If you think that everybody hates you, chances are you need to sleep. Oh, (laughs) but it's like, you know what? That was the most (laughs) sound advice. And it's true. Think about that next time that helps with your why. There you go. go. Good checklist. Okay. So this is an article that we took from Dr. Judith Orloff. So she is an MD, New York Times bestselling author of the Empath Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. Dr. Orloff is a psychiatrist and empath and is on the UCLA psychiatric clinical faculty. All, I'm okay. like taking notes. Okay. Kindle. I know. Notes, I just like to give that, like, she knows what she's talking about. Okay. She yes. knows her shit. Yes. So she's Absolutely. got five 
protection tips that taken from the book, The Empath Survival Guide to help you regain your balance. And so we want to talk about just her five pro tips. Yeah, these are really good. I really, I know. I I enjoy these very much. They're really nice. So a shielding visualization, number one, a shielding visualization. So shielding, she says, is a quick way to protect yourself. Okay. Many empaths and sensitive people rely on this to block out toxic energy while allowing the free flow of positivity. The minute you are uncomfortable with a person, place, or situation, put up your shield. And I love this because it truly is a a visualization, right? Right. Kind of like you're a visual person. It's like your soccer field analogy, but it is. Do this for yourself. So it says, begin by taking a few deep, long breaths, then visualize a beautiful shield of white or pink light completely surrounding your body and extending a few inches beyond it. This shield protects you from anything negative, stressful, toxic, or intrusive. And within the protection of this shield, feel yourself centered, happy, and energized. You can picture light. You can picture a bubble. Yep. A wall, like just whatever works for you visually, but to sort of just put that blocking device up to keep yourself safe from bad energy. Yeah. I love that. I I absolutely loved that so much when I read that. I was like, that's, that's spectacular. Cause you know what? It, It is one of those things that people, it infuriates me when people are just like, you should try some deep breathing exercises. Or have you thought about going out and taking a walk? Have you tried yoga? What? Have you tried shutting the fuck up? No, I haven't tried yoga. Go away. I'm kidding. I love yoga. Yoga is great, but that's, that's like the least helpful thing you could say, but this is a really nice, cause it's quick. It's yeah. just take your deep breaths. Yes. But give yourself that, that image to just, okay. And block it out. Yeah. I like visualizations. Mm-hmm. I find myself, I wake up in the middle of the night with a lot of anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so I will, in order to go back to sleep, do this same visualization of a sailboat and like Mm. put my thought on that boat and watch it drift away. And I just think of the waves and there it goes, put the thought there and watch it leave. And remember your thoughts are not real. Right. Right. Especially when they wake up at four in the morning. Exactly. Um, The next one is define and express your relationship needs. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't feel right, raise the issue with your partner rather than suffering silently Finding your voice is equivalent to finding your power. Otherwise, you might become exhausted, anxious, or feel like a doormat in relationships where your basic needs are unmet. Happens a lot in any relationship where if something's really annoying you, how many times do you go outside of the person to complain about it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah, everyone is. I mean, your best friend knows about it. Your sister knows about it. You're, you know, but no, but the, the person, person doesn't know to about hear it. about yeah. it doesn't know about it. Yeah, right. So yep. you know, you do have to define what you need in a relationship and express that. Communicate your boundaries. Communicate your needs. I think this is all pretty self-explanatory, but a good yes. reminder. It's ab- no, that's super helpful. Absolutely. Um, set energetic boundaries at work and home. So to protect your energy level in an emotionally demanding or crowded environment, surround the outer edge of your space with plants or family or pet photos to create a small psychological barrier. 
I love that. I actually, it's funny because I did read this and literally all around my office, yeah. I've got plants just completely on one side of the West side of the room is just plants. Got my Disney wall, you know? Yeah. And then looking at my desk up in front of my desk here, it's just pictures of my family. It's all my kids. It's, it's big so physical important. space person. Yes. Yes. And yes. yeah, and we're going to have some on, on to talk about that too. Awesome. Awesome. And then the other thing too, in order to set a boundary, another physical boundary in an auditory sense, noise canceling earbuds, as you said, or headphones are also very useful to help muffle conversations and sound. Oh, yeah. If you need to just eliminate that extra stimuli, that's another, that's another physical boundary. Or a set. focus in another direction. By dinner, when I'm making dinner in the kitchen and they're complaining again, I'm hungry. I want this to do fighting about this. Kellen hit me. I, you know what? I need to focus on another thing and I need to listen to a podcast or watch a show on my iPad while I'm making dinner. It's just sometimes you need another way to feel. <laughs> you need a yeah. new energy. You need to focus your attention in another direction. You need an out. And that's normal, I think. It is normal. And listen, we do that with kids all the time, right? We do that with little kids. If a little kid, if you've got a little kid in your life that's having a meltdown, you redirect their energy. If they're upset about something, hey, let's talk about this thing over here. We do the same thing with the two-year-olds in our lives. Why can't we do it for ourselves? Yeah. Okay. Number four Um, will be quick about, oh, it's yours. Yeah. So prevent, prevent empathy overload. When you are absorbing the stress or symptoms of others and you need to release the negative energy, inhale lavender essential oil or put a few drops midway between your eyebrows, just on your third eye to calm yourself down. Or when you're able to spend some time in nature and balance your alone time with your people time. We talked about this earlier. Don't try to plan too many things in one day. Yeah. Keep that time for yourself. Keep it sacred force it to happen. If you have to make it happen, make it a priority. And then the last one she brings up, and I love this because it kind of comes out of nowhere, but we talked about the visualization of the wall or the bubble of protection of your space and your energy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this one is of a Jaguar, <laughs> the Jaguar know, protection. Message. Now, when I pulled this and I was putting it into our notes, I naturally thought it meant somebody invades your space and you attack them. (laughs) The the Jaguar takes them out, but it's actually, it's not that, which a little bit disappointing, but I I was sad about it too. When you need extra protection, it says to call on the power of the Jaguar to protect you. I use this when there's too much negativity coming at me too fast. The Jaguar is a fierce and patient guard who can keep toxic energy and people away. So defensive, not offensive. Right. Um, in a calm meditative state from your deepest heart, call on the spirit of the Jaguar to protect you. Then visualize this gorgeous, powerful creature patrolling your energy field, encircling it, protecting you, keeping out intruders or any negative forces that want to get through. I love that. You feel protected safe when you take charge of your sensitivities rather than feeling victimized by them. That's so cool. It is kind of cool. Try it. I know it sounds crazy. Since I've read it, I've tried it a couple of times. It's kind of nice. Yeah. And nobody's going to get into my fields. 
you know, that, no, it's awesome. That's awesome. It's your, it's uh, it's like the ultimate service animal. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's uh, it's very cool to have, to have somebody protecting you that way and calling on it's a very, and again, it's a very specific visual that's helpful. I, I am not somebody who has done well with just meditation. I think my mind is too busy. It's like, I can't, yeah. I can't quiet it. So having something like this to, to really center myself with and focus on that's, that's hugely helpful, but I am, I am sad that we're not just sicking the Jaguar on people. <laughs> kind of a different visual, different visual. It's a different, visual. different, different that's fine. Thing. That's fine. That's a whole, that's a whole other kind of energy. <laughs> we'll have to talk about one day. This is good. Hopefully this helps. I hope so. I hope so. Cause I know we, we really got into the empath thing last time, which is why I'm so excited yeah. that we were able to get a part two and see we're solutions oriented here, right? What is an empath? Safe, solve the problem. Here's how to deal with it. If you are bring in the Jaguar, bring in the Jaguar. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And we're going to, now your job is to find me memes with the Jaguar. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll have to do that. If she wakes up in the middle of the night, just call on the power of the Jaguar, call on the power of the Jaguar and the power of the Facebook. As I scroll, <laughs> find me my memes. Thank you. Well, this was fun. Thank you so much. You guys for yes. listening. Yeah. And don't forget yes. to come continue the conversation with us. On Instagram, we are MDM the pod, and we're constantly putting up ideas, stories, things to comment on. It's just a good place. And if you want to talk about things or add some ideas to the conversation, a smaller group, but growing, join the Facebook group, Multidimensional Moms. And if you can't find it, just DM me on Instagram, MDM the pod, and I will get your information and add you. And remember to add the podcast and subscribe to your list so you know when new episodes are released. And if you could, rate and review because you know how it fills our bucket. Thank you guys so much. 